This is Total Retail Tech Insights. The content retail executives need to optimize their use of technology throughout their organizations. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Tech Insights. I'm Joe Keenan, Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail, and I am joined on today's episode by Brian Carl, the Senior Director of Marketing at Claris Commerce. Brian and I are going to discuss some lessons learned from the best premium loyalty programs in the retail space. So thank you for joining me on today's show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. So to get us started, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about Claris Commerce and for those that aren't familiar with the company. Yeah, so Claris Commerce is, is a loyalty company, uh, but what makes us unique in this space is that we are the only company who's really focused on building out premium loyalty programs. And what that really means for retailers is that we help them combine customer loyalty with subscription revenue, and that helps them really launch loyalty programs that are profitable from the first day they launch. So we offer you know, everything a company needs from this. We're, we're the technology platform. We offer a full suite of services from creative to everything else, because really execution is what's the most important thing when it comes to loyalty programs. And uh, we're actually really excited. We were just featured in the Forrester Wave report on loyalty solutions and, you know, their services, they gave us a 4.8 out of 5, you know, we're the highest rating there um, in the last Wave report in terms of services. So we're, we're really proud of that. Yeah, that's uh, something that really to be uh, to be enthused by and proud of. Um, so you've given some information on the company, Claris Commerce. How about yourself, uh, Brian? Tell us a little bit about your career background and, uh, and, and your role at Claris Commerce. Yeah, so um, I'm on the marketing side of Claris Commerce. I've been here for actually nine years. Um, so you know, I do a lot of um, these kind of things. We talk about this, the webinars we're doing. But we put out a lot of information on loyalty program, and I've got a great team that I work with um, where we try to do our best to teach people as much as we can about loyalty program when there's so much changing in our industry um, to try to keep people as in the loop as possible. So as I alluded to in the uh, introduction, I want to talk today about uh, premium loyalty programs. And so premium loyalty programs are where customers pay a fee for the membership uh, uh, of that loyalty program. So these types of uh, loyalty programs have been growing in popularity over the, the last few years. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of premium loyalty? Yeah, so um, premium loyalty has been around for a while now, and it's, it's kind of hard. You can't really start talking about premium loyalty without talking about Amazon, right? Amazon Prime is, it's the best premium loyalty program, but it's, it's arguably the best loyalty program of all time, full stop, right? This program has been around since 2005, and half, half the U.S. population are, is a member of the program. So if that doesn't tell you about its success, uh, nothing else will, but and as loyalty's gotten harder, Prime, Prime is doing well. So we won't focus our whole time here talking about Prime, I promise, but there will be a, a, a through line that does talk about Amazon um, because they are part of the fabric of, of premium loyalty. But while Amazon's been growing that program over the last 20 years, there's been a lot of other premium loyalty programs that have come out. You know, there's Restoration Hardware, Bed Bath & Beyond, Lululemon, um, and while we're going to focus today talking about retail, because that's, you know, we're, we're talking total retail today, um, this trend goes beyond retail as well, right? We know we, TripAdvisor just put out a program. Spirit Airs had their $9 Fair Club Forever. Um, Panera Bread has their coffee memberships as part of their loyalty program. So these premium loyalty programs where members pay a fee to join the program really are going across all sorts of industries now, and they've continued to grow. 
And then in the last year, Walmart Plus really kind of cemented this trend. Now you have essentially the two biggest retailers in the space, Walmart and Amazon, competing head to head with each other with these programs. And the real reason I, I bring that one up and saying they cemented it more than anything is we do a, um, a, a data study where we talk to loyalty marketers and you know, we ask them about the trends in, in, the, in the loyalty industry. And after Walmart launched, 95% of loyalty marketers who responded to our program that have a loyalty program already are discussing launching a premium loyalty in 2021. So that's, a, that's just like a massive yeah. number, right? Like it's, it's, it's out there, people are talking about it and people are interested in it. And you know, there's, there's three reasons why we think it's growing as much as it has. Um, and I always talk about this as the mega trends going on, but the three things really are like, customers have more choice than they've ever had before. And especially once customers start shopping online more, your choice just explodes all the different places you could shop at. And with COVID, we know online shopping has just skyrocketed as well. And it's probably going to continue down that road. So that's, that's forced retailers to find new ways to differentiate themselves, to try to engage customers more and, and keep them loyal. The second thing is demand for like instant benefits. So customers, they just want stuff now. They want it quickly. They want benefits now. We live in this instantaneous world, right? If I text you and you don't text me back in five minutes, I'm like, what's going on? Is everything okay? Um, so <laughs> you got those like two things going on. And then also just the normalization of subscription programs, like subscription is just another part of our lives today. So those three things are part of the reason why, even though this trend isn't new, we do think it's starting to snowball more. So from the, you've talked about some of the trends is particularly from the consumer perspective. I'm going to get kind of flip the coin and talk about from the retailer's uh, perspective. To me, at least, I think premium loyalty, there's a couple of just huge benefits right off the bat. One, it's a consistent source of revenue. Um, and two, the, the lifetime value, I would imagine, of your uh, members that are involved that are enrolled in the premium loyalty program far probably outseed those that are not. And I'm just thinking anecdotally of my own family's behavior when it comes to Prime. You talked about Prime as kind of the the standard bearer here in this space, but having paid that so that fee every year, if there's you know you want to get your value out of it. So I've already paid that money. If I can find it on Amazon and get it shipped for free because I'm a Prime member. I'm going to do that. So in those, you know, when you talk to retailers about premium loyalty to so that kind of that consistent revenue source and that lifetime value um, come to the top, are those are the main things that you're hearing. Yeah. I mean, right. You, you hit it on the, you hit those two right out of the park. Right. I think that um, a lot of the customers we talk to or prospects we talk to, there is definitely a revenue component um, to create a program like this can be very profitable for these kind of companies just from, from that side. And, you know, there's a report recently where, you know, McKinsey actually put out on, on this um, where they studied premium loyalty programs. And I can't remember exactly what the numbers are off the top of my head. I think it was 40, they, they found that customers are 40% more profitable who join their premium loyalty program before they even add on the fees that they're getting. Right. Yeah. So that is just on top of that. So that customer uh, lifetime value increasing on top of the fees that they're getting for these programs is great. And I think you're, you're right on when you talk about like shopping more because of it. Yeah. Amazon's a great example you talked about, but you know, another one is um, that we'll, you know, we could talk about at some point too is, you know, restoration hardware, restoration hardware, 95% of their purchases come through their premium loyalty program. Right. And, Cause it makes sense. 
it's $100. So if you're going to buy a couch, you're going to join that program to get 25% off. And what they see is, you know, people, people who maybe wouldn't have normally gone there to buy towels are going to start going there to buy towels now because they go, well, I'm going to get 25% off. Like I've already paid for this membership. Like I'm going to get a discount and I can get those nice towels I wanted. So it does change behavior and it helps put you as top of mind, right? And that's the thing that retailers really want to be is you want to be the reflex. You want to be the one when someone goes, I got to get this. They reflexively think of you. We want to be the habit. And that's what premium loyalty really helps. So I know, I know you've already prefaced it by saying we don't want this conversation to be entirely about Prime, and we, and we promise we won't make it make <laughs> it that way. But I do have to ask, uh, in terms of Prime, since it's kind of the the leader in this space, what makes it such an outstanding premium loyalty program in your eyes? Yeah. So uh, you know, the thing with loyalty programs is that you can't just take someone else's loyalty program and stamp it out and and make it your own. So we talked about Walmart Plus earlier. And one thing that's just interesting uh, before we sort of get deeper into the prime sort of conversation is, you know, they tried to do a shipping pass thing that didn't really work super well for them, where they essentially just tried to make prime for Walmart. And Walmart Plus is a completely different take on that. And they're doing a lot of things right with their new program as they think about Walmart Plus. So you have to think about this stuff as unique for your program. So I'm not going to tell you Amazon is great. You should spend $9 billion to buy MGM Studios and then put that out for your program. But um, we, we should look at Amazon Prime and figure out what things were working for them, what they did right that you can apply to your program. So there's a couple tips that we could talk about there. Um, the first thing is that, you know, focusing on your customers. What, what do your customers think is valuable? It's, it's easy to forget now that in 2005, when Amazon launched, online shopping wasn't the easy, convenient thing. Like now, when we shop online, it's because it's easier than going to the store. But that was the opposite in 2005. It yeah. was kind of a hassle, right? You had to you know, wait to get things shipped. It would take you know, a week, two <laughs> weeks. You had to pay for shipping. So what they did with Prime was they solved customer pain points. And you know, now that uh, fast free shipping has become ubiquitous, especially with premium loyalty programs. Uh, but it's easy to forget that that was really a pain point they were solving. So that's one of the things we start thinking about benefits mixes. You know, what can we do to make this a better shopping experience for, for your customers? So that's the first thing to think about as you kind of go through this thing. The second thing uh, is this focus on instant benefits. So, you know, prime members are going to get are going to get fast free shipping every time they do every time they shop with them. We talked about or kind of joked about like their their movie and their TV side, but that's another instant benefit of the offer where someone gets something right away from it. And the loyalty industry in general has been pretty good starting to notice this, right? So this is where you started to see experiential loyalty start to become become a big thing and it's getting talked about more and more. And yeah. that's it is really important. Experiential is really important because it gives someone that good feeling right away. But we also need that transactional side of it too. Transactional benefits, especially the ones that someone's getting every time they shop with you, reinforces a lot of that positive feelings. And we did a data, we do a data study every year of consumers to just understand what they're looking for in, in loyalty programs. We we survey, you know, uh, 2,500 people to ask some of these questions. And you know, about 60% said instant discounts that they can use it every time is, is one thing that would definitely motivate them to join a premium loyalty program, right? People want instant discounts. We're in an instant world today. So that's another thing that Amazon did right that 
retailers should look at when they're starting to, to, to create these kind of programs. So I got a couple other quick ones for you, but in the, in the nature of time, I, won't, uh, I yeah. won't belabor these too much, but. Yeah, well, I think it's a good point, Brian, in terms of the, uh, the kind of the melding of, you know, the instant discounts, you know, consumers are always gonna want a deal. That's not gonna change. Um, premium loyalty program or not premium loyalty program, but the, also the experiences too, and um, that come with, with the, you know, the, the prime programs, but also other retailers offering those experiences in addition to some of the, the, you know, deals and discounts that you can get is really going to be critical. Yeah. And, and what we would say is that transactional benefits make your customers feel smart. And then, um, you know, the experiential ones are the ones that also just make them feel emotionally engaged. Right. And you really want to do both of those different things to try to get someone to, you know, further engage with you and with your brand. And then coming out of the pandemic is, you know, where, you know, vaccination rates continue to rise and um, more experiences can happen in person. I guess that's going to be even more important uh, for brands as part of their premium loyalty program uh, programs as well, do you think? For sure. Yeah. And and I think, you know, we we are going to go through a time where we got to still understand what's happening. Are people going to start rushing back out to the stores? I think people are to a certain extent, but this is a little bit of an unknown time for retailers. And one of the things that we're talking a lot about as we talk about these premium loyalty programs is last year really was a year about being reactive, right? Like retailers had to focus on, well, we got to make sure we get our curbside pickup. We got to get our buy online pickup in store. We got to make sure our website is working as as good as possible. So it it was a really reactive year. Whereas this year is the proactive year. Now we're trying to figure out what we could do. What did we not do last year? Now we're going to invest in loyalty this year to make sure that we're, you know, capturing the customers that we have and we're further engaging them and we're creating that sort of that deeper connection with our customers. So we think this year is going to continue to be a good year for loyalty um, because we think brands are going to continue to dive a little bit deeper in here as they get more proactive into trying to keep customers back in their ecosystem as we get back to whatever the, the, the new normal is, not to, not to use that phrase. But. Exactly. And to your point earlier, that keeps those customers in their ecosystem because there's so much competition out there, especially online um, nowadays, that it's, it's critical that you have some sort of mechanism for, for trying to get customers to come back and purchase again. Um, so I, I know we talked about Prime already, um, and we said this isn't going to be solely about Prime. So let's let's move it away from Prime here. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other programs, and you've referenced a couple of them from Walmart, Restoration Hardware, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, some of the others that uh, these premium loyalty programs that are interesting to you, and and why so? So as we think through premium loyalty, or starting with loyalty programs in general, there's a couple different fits that you need to that you need to make work to make a loyalty program work well, right? The first thing is you got to make sure that the benefits work with your customers. And when you're talking about a loyalty program that doesn't cost anything, that's really the main fit you're talking about, right? You just want to make sure that the benefits you're giving work really well for your customers. When you add premium loyalty, it adds this component of the price. And now you got to make sure that that price works for the benefits but also that price works for the customers, the, your customer base. So I put that out there because as we talk about some of these programs, I like to think through it in some of that lens as you start to think through the program constructs and what makes sense for the, that customer base versus other customer bases. Because again, you can't really stamp these out and, and duplicate them. You have to really think through this mix and how do you make those three different elements work all together? So. Um, 
So we already talked about, you know, Walmart Plus earlier, but I do think that one is, is, is highly fascinating just because of their size and their scope in the space. The Best Buy one um, is another interesting one that we're following just because it is a very high price point um, and, the, and they have a free loyalty program and this is on top of it. It is much more on the experiential side and, you know, the safety side, right? They're giving you these extended um, warranties. They're giving you Geek Squad support. So stuff yeah. that's going to just, you know, help a certain group of people. And I come back to that, like that, that framework I was just talking about, about making sure it's right for your customers. But those are all benefits that speak to Best Buy customers, right? Some of so, those services, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, as you talk about other ones that, that um, is out there, like the Lululemon one is another interesting one because Lululemon's is $160 and that has actually grown since they started their pilot. I think it started at 125 when they launched their pilot. Um, so they've actually increased the price over time. And that one, again, is, a, is an audience that can take a $160 program though, right? So you can't just always do this for everyone. But one of the things that's the most interesting about their program is they give you a free pair of leggings um, or shorts or an outfit that actually have like the membership logo on it. So there's like a status component that kind of comes into it, which makes a lot of sense for Lululemon. Um, and then they also blend those transactional experiential ones that we talked about, right? They're doing yoga classes, but they're also doing benefits around like free shipping and other sort of transactional benefits. But it's unique and it's designed specifically to speak to their, their customer base. So if you compare that to something like CVS CarePass, CVS CarePass is $5 a month, but a lot of what they're doing is around prescriptions. So they're giving you this free, free shipping on prescriptions, right? You kind of hear that transactional free shipping thing kind of thread through some of this stuff, but they also give you 24 seven access to a live pharmacist. So um, again, a, a really specific experiential benefit that is designed for that audience at a price point that makes sense for that audience. And another interesting thing that CVS CarePass is doing that you're starting to see come up more and more is they're actually giving you $10 a month in credits to shop there. So this is something that Game, GameStop does as well. I think there's five, but it's another way you're getting it every month and it's going to expire at the end of the month. So you've joined now and they want you to keep coming back, right? Very similar to the Panera Coffee Club that we were talking about. Those people don't come in and just get coffee, right? They come in for the free coffee and then they're going to buy something else. <laughs> Yeah. You're not going to buy a $5 video game at GameStop. You're going to take that $5. You're going to spend it on something more. So they're getting people to opt into these programs and they have this recurring sort of function that keeps people kind of coming in. So that's why I think some of those are really interesting. And then um, just another quick one, Lids is a fascinating one just because it's $5 annually. So we've been talking about some of these ones that are, you know, $160, $200, $150. Um, Lids has a program that's just five bucks. And it's 20% off hats. It's like a very simple transactional value proposition that is very easy for customers to understand. Um, they could easily see value out of it. And ease is something that's, that's an important part as you think about loyalty in, in general is we wanna make sure it's easy for people. And then the last one I'll leave you with is, we already mentioned restoration hardware, but the thing that's so interesting about restoration hardware for, for this audience is, is not so much the program itself, but the why they did it, right? Restoration hardware, they created that program to, to get away from doing promotions. So like the whole idea is where they're a higher end brand. They don't like doing coupons. They don't want to push people in at certain times of the year. So let's have this, let's put out a premium loads program. People will join it. They're going to get 25% off the whole year. 
And that is the promotion. That's the promotion to get people and that's the promotion to get people to buy. And it's worked, it, it, it's worked really well for them. So it's just from, from a retailer's perspective, I find restoration hardware and the why they did it to be such a fascinating case study for some of the values of, of premium loyalty. So, you know, kind of put it through that lens. It's, we got to make sure we're focusing on our customers, what benefits work for them? How does the price work together? Um, so I like to look at it as we look through these, these programs and talk about them, talk through those mechanics a little bit, but hopefully that gives a pretty good oversight yeah. on some of, some, of the, some of the ones in the space. It certainly does. Uh, I think a couple I wanted to call out that I think the, your point about the restoration hardware and kind of that maintaining that brand image that they, you know, they want to be seen and viewed as a premium brand. Um, so they didn't want to be seen, you know, promotions, sending discounts, coupons in order to get people into their showrooms. Uh, premium loyalty program makes sense there in that in that use case. And then the other one, um, CVS, which I, the, the care pass and giving those customers uh, the $5 a month uh, charge, but then giving $10 back, CVS is banking. And you made this point that those customers, once they come in with that $10, they're going to spend more than that. You know, the average basket size is going to be not just that $10, but $10 and beyond. So they're getting some incremental spend once that customer gets into their, into their store. Yeah, and, and they're they're making a habit of it, right? And and I think that the 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 difference between CVS and restoration hardware is such a fascinating one because restoration hardware is not somewhere you're gonna go weekly. But CVS, you know, a lot of people do like things like even like grocery shopping and stuff there. So, you know, while some of this stuff was around, you know, RX and that's one of their bigger things, they're just getting people to come in more often. So, you know, yes, they're that once a month thing that they're giving you that thing that they're giving you is there, but you might start shopping there weekly because you just get used to shopping at CVS more often. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about the loyalty landscape across the industry. And obviously um, there's so many retailers that have free loyalty programs, even some that mm -hmm. have had to have premium programs also have a free component, a free program as well. Best Buy, I think you just called out with that. So in your opinion and kind of looking at where we're heading, do you think more retailers should potentially look at dropping their free programs in exchange for um, rolling out a premium loyalty program? Yeah, we, we don't advocate for that at, at, at all. We think that free and premium work best when they're actually done together. There are definitely edge cases where, you know, it might make sense to have one or not the other. Um, there's, those, there's definitely those cases, but they tend to work really well together. I mentioned earlier, we did a data study and it showed that 67% of customers who belong to a free program are more likely to join a premium loyalty program, right? So two thirds of the customers who are already in your free loyalty program are more likely to join your premium loyalty program. So you're actually priming the funnel for your premium loyalty program with the free loyalty program, but they just work really well together in, in general as well, because you can seamlessly upgrade and downgrade. While we would love to have every member stick around forever as a premium loyalty program, that's just not the case, right? Because we are charging people money to join these programs. So they do sometimes, they, they will churn out of these programs here and there. So having that sort of upgrade downgrade function really works. And then as looking to the future, you know, we know we're, we're gonna be getting to the point of, you know, cookie list and all that stuff that's happening. Loyalty programs, are a great opportunity for retailers to continue getting data on their customers um, and having customers opt in to give you data. So, you know, as we as we look through, you know, a cookie list future, loyalty programs are going to continue to play a big role there. And premium loyalty programs are not going to speak to 100% of your customer base. So having these two things together can really help your overall data strategy as well. 
Yeah, that last point, I think, uh, is a really critical one, Brian. And we probably could do another half hour just around <laughs> kind of the data piece around loyalty programs and why mm-hmm. that's so critical is as brands look to personalize experiences and remarket to customers, uh, there's so much value there too. Uh, unfortunately, we're just about out of time for this episode, but I do want to give you the opportunity um, for retailers that are interested in learning more about premium loyalty. Tell us a little bit about how they can t- get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about Claris Commerce. Yeah, I mean, really two things. If you go to clariscommerce.com um, and you know, fill out one of the forms on there, we're happy to have one of our loyalty experts chat with you um, to help you understand, you know, help us understand your business challenges and your goals. And if there's something that we can help you um, kind of get through. If you're looking to just learn a little bit more about premium loyalty in general, um, we have a resource that we put out called the Premium Loyalty Starter Bundle, which we think is a really, really great way for people to you know, get a better understanding of premium loyalty. So if you go to clariscommerce.com slash total retail, you can get instant access to that today. That includes um, an ebook about the definitive guide to premium loyalty. That's going to go through, you know, all the ex- uh, uh, examples of successful programs and then answer some of the questions right around to like, what, what is a premium loyalty? What is a premium loyalty program? And then actually get as deeper into like the KPIs and stuff you need. There's also an ebook about, um, answers to questions you should be asking. We have the data study that I've referenced through here. And then um, it also includes a webinar that we did all about loyalty lessons from Amazon Prime. So I know we touched on a couple of those earlier. Um, there's an hour long webinar that's part of this Kickstarter bundle that we're giving to your to the listeners that goes really deep there. So if you wanna learn even more about what you can learn from Prime when you're thinking about designing your loyalty program, Go to clariscommerce.com slash total retail and you could download that bundle and you'll get instant access today to all those different resources. Yeah, a lot of great opportunities for our audience to to gain some valuable insights and, and some data into uh, the premium loyalty space and, and why it's, you know, to your point earlier about how it's so quickly growing and so many retailers, I think you said 90% or if they aren't, don't already have a premium loyalty program in, in, in place, they're, they're, they're thinking about implementing ones in the near future. So um, some great opportunities to learn more about this. So at this time, I want to take the opportunity to thank Brian Carl, the Senior Director of Marketing at Claris Commerce, for joining us on today's episode of Total Retail Tech Insights. Thank you, Brian. Joe, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much for the discussion. This was great. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcast for show notes. Tech Insights is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Tech Insights.